Thanks for tuning in to the Tom Nicola podcast, the audio version of my written articles. Before we delve into today's article, I want to mention a couple of things I offer outside of my articles themselves. First, the Nicola newsletter. Each Thursday, I send out the Nicola newsletter, which includes two of my own articles and a number of other published pieces I've discovered the previous week. My subscribers love getting the variety of content, which, for the most part, centers on faith, fitness, and fortitude in this increasingly crazy world. Of course, the Nicola newsletter is free. Just go to tomnicola.com slash subscribe. Second, I have to mention my online fitness program, Vigor Training. As a member, you get access to a variety of my personally designed strength and conditioning programs, a weekly curriculum of lifestyle and nutrition education, an exclusive community forum, and twice-monthly group video calls, all for only 29 bucks per month. At least, that's the nominal monthly rate at the time of this recording. To learn more or join us, go to tomnicola.com slash vigor. That's V-I-G-O-R. All right, on to the article. Corsetin and COVID, results of two recent studies. If corsetin phytosome were a pharmaceutical, It would have been promoted all over mainstream media, based on two studies published this year. Being that it's a supplement, the studies got little attention. Maybe that's a good thing, though. If it gets too much attention, the FDA might try banning its sales like they did with N-acetylcysteine, or NAC. The two studies add to Quercetin's already impressive list of health benefits. Quercetin versus quercetin phytosome. In both of the studies I review below, the researchers used quercetin phytosome. Indina, an Italian company, produces this patented form of quercetin by wrapping it in a phospholipid or fatty shell. The phospholipid significantly increases quercetin absorption by up to 20 times compared to standard quercetin. I point this out because other forms of quercetin, especially plain quercetin, probably wouldn't produce similar results. Study 1. The first study was titled Possible Therapeutic Effects of Adjuvant Quercetin Supplementation Against Early-Stage COVID-19 Infection, a prospective, randomized, controlled, and open-label study. This study was a prospective, randomized, controlled, and open-label study. A total of 152 people participated in the study, with 76 being part of a standard care, or SC, group, and the other 76 being part of the quercetin phytosome, or QP, group. The QP group received standard care and took two 500 milligram doses of quercetin phytosome per day for 30 days. In the standard care group, 22 patients required hospitalization, with an average hospital stay of 6.77 days. 15 patients required non-invasive oxygen therapy. 8 patients ended up in the intensive care, and 3 died. In the quercetin phytosome group, 7 patients, again compared to 22, required hospitalization with an average hospital stay of 1.57 days compared with the 6.77 of the standard care. One patient, compared to eight, required non-invasive oxygen therapy. 
no patients needed intensive care, and none died. In a follow-up, the researchers also discovered that the QP, or quercetin phytosome group, experienced less fatigue and tiredness and maintained a better appetite. According to the study authors, quote, According to the results of this clinical research, the add-on therapy with quercetin phytosome has significantly reduced the need by, le- by 68% and length by 76.8%, of hospitalization, the need of non-invasive oxygen therapy by 93%, the progression to intensive care units, none versus eight subjects, and the number of deaths, none versus three subjects. Globally considered, the effect of quercetin phytosome seems to have a strong impact not only on considering the difference in terms of admission to ICU and in terms of fatal outcome, but particularly considering the difference in terms of days of hospitalization. The days spent by subjects whose disease progressed and needed hospitalization were 131 for standard care group and 11 for the quercetin phytosome one. This difference means that using quercetin phytosome as an add-on therapy to standard care has reduced by 91.6% the days of hospitalization. Study 2. The second study was titled Potential Clinical Benefits of Quercetin in the Early Stage of COVID-19, Results of a Second Pilot Randomized Controlled and Open-Label Clinical Trial. In this smaller study, researchers split 42 COVID-19 patients into two groups like above, standard care and quercetin phytosome and compared the difference in virus clearance and symptoms over two weeks. The quercetin group took 500 milligrams of quercetin three times per day for the first week and two times per day for the second week. After the first week, 57% of the quercetin phytosome group was symptom-free, whereas 19% of the standard care group was symptom-free. At the end of week two, both groups displayed an equal lack of symptoms. Like the first study, those taking quercetin in this study were less likely to feel fatigue or tired. In the published paper, the authors wrote, Quercetin is a natural substance that has multiple pharmacological properties, such as an anti-inflammatory action, and is worldwide used as a dietary supplement. There is some recent evidence of the anti-coronavirus activities of this compound, including against SARS-CoV-2, main proteases, and S-protein. Its assumed ability to inhibit coronavirus and its well-described anti-inflammatory role make quercetin a possible new candidate for outpatients' treatment of COVID-19. The results of these two studies are beyond impressive and further justifies why quercetin is one of the four supplements I recommend stocking up on. The truth is out there. The American president hasn't said a word about how to prevent COVID-19 other than getting vaccinated, which doesn't prevent it anyway. Sadly, few journalists do anything other than repeat Democratic talking points, and sadder still, many Americans continue to watch the propaganda on CNN, MSNBC, and yes, even Fox. As a result, 
Much of the population has been brainwashed into believing that natural solutions don't exist to protect our bodies from viruses. The natural antibodies aren't as effective as those produced by a vaccine. And science shows natural immunity is far superior. Or that we don't have a certain amount of responsibility to protect ourselves by getting healthy instead of avoiding other people. We could be living normal lives in a real normal, just as they are in Scandinavia. Yet too many Americans continue to fall for the fear-mongering, disinformation, and deception sold to them through their television shows, commercials, and social media. The results of these two studies are impressive, no doubt. In fact, they'd be good enough to raise a pharmaceutical company's stock price if quercetin were sold as a drug therapy. But what's more, even more amazing is that quercetin isn't the only natural health product out there that supports your health and your immune system and helps speed the recovery process after an infection. God gave us all sorts of plants and botanicals that help us stay well. And that's part of the reason the doctors with a sound knowledge of nutrition, metabolism, and natural therapies don't fear COVID-19 the way Dr. Fauci would like you to fear it. Thanks again for listening. If you like this content, please leave a rating on the podcast platform you're using and pass it along to others who'd find it helpful. Keep growing your faith, improving your fitness, and building fortitude.